Hi there, I'm Nick Hughes, the son. And I am James Hughes, the father. Together, we co-host Canada's Young Leaders, a podcast exploring bold ideas for our country's future. Our third and final season focuses specifically on climate change, how we got here, and where we need to go. We'll be speaking with young environmental leaders about the roles of governments, corporations, and individuals in combating this crisis, and also thinking about the role of the COVID-19 pandemic in the climate movement. So, if you're someone who is concerned about climate change and wants to learn more, check out Canada's Young Leaders, a very proud member of the Upford Network. Some good friends, friends of mine, talk to them all the time. Some good friends on my show, who are they? Soon you'll know. Hello everybody and welcome back to Some Good Friends. I'm Stefan, welcome to the show. Turn down my mic a little bit. That looks like a better waveform, a smoother waveform and that's what we want. Oh boy, by the time that everyone is listening to this, uh, we will either have a huge pressure lifted off of our shoulders or we will all be literally on fire. Uh, And I know that me, neither I nor any of my guests live in the country that is currently about to have their election, but uh, it kind of feels like we do all live in that country uh, right now because that is all that we see and hear and breathe. So uh, I hope it turned out. We will see. Um, But until then, and after then, what we have is we have friends. And I'm going to talk to three of my friends today, as I always do. Uh, Starting with the first one. um, Who who am I looking at here? She will help you find things, but not just anything. Uh, It's a very specific thing. And and we're going to find out what she's going to help me and others Fine. Please welcome to the show my good friend Sam St. Pierre. Welcome, Sam. Hello, Stefan. So good to be here. Oh, and I'm glad to have you uh, in our post, actually, yeah, post election show, which hopefully this will be the last mention of the election on the entire thing. How are you, Sam? Well, I'm doing fantastic. I'm here at home uh, as we uh, all are uh, with my cats and dogs. I have three of each. Um, you have three cats and three about, dogs. Yes, yeah, three cats and three dogs. It's uh, it's kind of the 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 many things that I found for myself. Uh, like you said, I'm I'm a finder. I'm a finder of personalities. Right. Uh, so my job is basically, as you know, <laughs> is to find yes. for other people, uh, you know, uh, what they want to be in life, what they want to project as people. Uh, so it's what I do. It's a, it's a beautiful uh, beautiful thing. Great, and and I'm really looking forward to talking to you about that because, you know, I feel like we could all use a little personality bump. Uh, Things have been pretty static for the last seven months, but uh, before we get into that, I need to know. I can see them on the the Google Meet window. What are the names of your cats and dogs? I knew you were going to ask me. So I have Pedro. Of course. Uh, It's a tiny uh, shepherd. Mm -hmm. I have Diego Mm -hmm. for my favorite actor, of course. Uh, I have Diego Luna. Jennifer. Yes, yes, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer is the third. Uh, and then for the cats, we have, uh, oh, you can see uh, Liddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, who's my favorite. Uh, and uh, Gemini. I know it's uh, it's a bit controversial, 
because of Gemini Cricket. Gemini? Yeah. Oh, Gemini, not not Gemini. No, it's Gemini. <laughs> this is a controversy, actually, I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Um, we decided to go with a different uh, pronunciation so she could be more unique. Okay, so it is like Gemini Cricket. It is Gemini Cricket, Gemini Cricket, but Gemini, just for unique and... Gemini. You know, as we've said, personality is very important, and she's she needs a little bump, <laughs> so she gets a unique name. And and what was the name of that last cat? That's Gerald. Gerald. Yeah. Gerald. Well, this one we don't really care. It's uh, however you want. Oh, okay. So Gemini is very specific about pronunciation, and, yes. and Ger- Gerald is not. Good to know. When I when I see you next in person, I will make sure to address all of your cats and dogs. Uh, correctly you are a personality finder yes let's talk about that what who do you work with like what are your clients what are they looking for okay so it really depends how they come to me some of them i just find (laughs) in the streets i'll go oh wow do you want a a a personality you can tell some people they kind of air through the world and some others they know uh maybe they're uh, middle children uh that's a lot of my clientele is a lot of middle children it's really hard to be okay. in between of, you know, you know, the smallest child of the family is always kind of the miracle, the the baby. And then mm. you have the, yeah. the eldest that's like achievements, uh, all those things. And the, the middle child uh, uh, tends to blend uh, into those personalities. And, and when you get to like 18, 19, 20, then you'll have basically a revelation that maybe you don't really have your own personality and that's the the biggest clientele i have is middle children that's the moment okay and interesting so first of all thank you uh for saying that i as the oldest child are uh, have a lot of achievements that really means a lot to me um because that's also what my parents told me growing wow. up wow um, this is why you have this podcast that is kind of why i have this podcast because i'm a special boy and uh, and not having a middle child growing up, I'm, I'm not sure what that experience is like. But it does interest me. You did say right at the start that you go up to people on the street and you ask them, do you want personality? Well, you make it sound like it's that. How do people react to that? I'm just curious. I just give them my card and my card explains it. I have a card that says, you know, Samson Pierre, uh, personality finder. In my in my number, and people um, usually react poorly to that. I have to say, um, okay. it's uh, it's kind of a numbers game. It's a lot of uh, what are you trying to say, and uh, mm. and sometimes I just have to explain. Well, you know, uh, it's no shame. Uh, not all of us have good personalities, and some of us actually want a change mm. or even to find something. And you know, sometimes people tell me, you know, they don't need a personality, and some others. Uh, they're willing to take uh, the journey. Take the journey with you. So when you're out there uh, looking for people on the street, how do you identify people that that need help? Uh, honestly, it's a lot of hats. Um, but not a lot in of the hats. Way. Yes, yes, yes. I know it sounds like if you have a hat, that's a personality. But if the okay. only thing I can see about you is your hat, then probably nothing else mm. is very striking. And to me, that's that's kind of the issue. It's, it's kind of a shortcut that people take when they know they don't have a personality, that they just become a hat right. person. A hat person. Now, I think that as someone who wore a hat all through high school uh, and then stopped wearing a hat kind of mm. throughout university, I think that's very true. As I uh, grew into myself as a special young boy, um, mm-hmm. that I lost the hat. 
Uh, it, okay, so you're going out there, you're looking for people with hats, and you're looking for middle children, and you're saying, here's my card, give me a call. Yes. Good, good. thank you for confirming. A person, a very, very small percentage of people actually take me on it. Well, I mean, that's all we need. You can't, you can't help everyone as much as we would like to help everyone. Uh, you just can't. So we all have to concentrate on the, on the people that we can help. Um, what is a, I'm curious what a session with you looks like. What, what kind of techniques do you use to the personality for a person? So first of all, for me, it's very important to know what the person think of themselves. Um, because a lot of mm. the time, this is where the issue is, is that sometimes either people think they have a personality, but they don't. Or they do have a personality, but they can't show it. Uh, because... Mm. A personality is for other people uh, as well as yourself. So I could tell them if they think, right. oh, I'm kind of a danger-taking kind of guy, uh, but mm. uh, they dress uh, like an accountant from the 70s, mm. well, then I can maybe inject uh, some hobbies that actually make you change your whole outlook. Uh, let's say for So that you would give... I would give... You would give that person a dangerous hobby yes 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 because you you can't think of yourself as a danger seeking person and you and you're not jumping from planes <laughs> it makes no sense right if you have the the thought that the action is what counts right yes there's there's a saying for that but i get actions speak louder than words that's yes. the saying i'm looking for yes uh, it was hidden in the back of my brain behind the reference of diego luna um <laughs> great okay so and uh just out of curiosity would you let them still dress like an accountant from the 70s while they're jumping out of a plane? This is very sensitive because people are really, really attached to their clothes. Um, I yeah. would suggest to try jumping off of a plane for this type of personality. And you will find that people naturally stop dressing boring if they want not to be. If they, if they jumped from a plane, then all of a sudden they can't go on dressed as an accountant. All of a sudden, the, the boots are going to show off. Uh, just uh, mm. people tend to buy boots if they like danger. Uh, leather. Okay. Leather's big. So I don't make yeah. people do anything they don't want to, but I open their minds in a way that they have to. As long as they're not choosing to wear a hat to represent their personality. Oh. They, can, they can wear any other type of clothes. Oh, no, no, no. You can wear a hat. But it can't be the only thing that's a thing about you. Right, of course. Okay. So, I mean, I'm curious uh, kind of what this looks like. And as I said, we're all kind of in a static period of our lives. So if you don't mind, I don't want to take advantage of your services, but I'd like mm -hmm. to I'd like to improve my own personality a little bit because oh know, things need work. I'm happy you brought it up. I have, I have so many things for you. Why, do you hate me? I don't hate you oh, at all. Oh. Not at all. Okay, good. Okay. Because you're a being of light. What I hate is some parts of your personality. <laughs> okay. But it's not... I guess, uh, yeah, you were very quick to point out that you hate certain parts of my personality and that you have a number of suggestions for me. But you know what? I'm, a, I'm an open book and feel free to write in me. I would uh, love to hear what you think of me and how I can change. All right. So let me start with the positive. Oh, yes. Um, you're very punctual. That's very good. Oh, this is kind of very important for the rest of the personality. Mm. People can depend on you. That's very good. Oh, that's good. What I would improve, however, <laughs> is 
it's um i'd love to stop the evaluation here oh yes <laughs> no no we should we should continue we should continue i think you 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 want you want yeah. it it's just hard to uh to make the the leap to the journey what i would change is uh you mentioned that you were a special boy mm-hmm, yes that's not exactly something you want to broadcast to the world this is kind of something you need to keep for yourself okay. so you can actually uh engage other people in a way that is relevant to them because if you're too special people are gonna kind of be jealous of that and they won't be able to really hear what you have to say so hmm. this is what i would okay. have you do okay all right i'm ready okay so for the next month mm-hmm. I want you to go outside alone at night. Okay. Yes, yes, nothing nothing uh dangerous. Uh let's make it uh, at night in a in a in a well-lit uh, street. Sure, yeah. And I want you to really talk to yourself and think to yourself I am special because other people are special. I am special because other people are special. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. This is kind of a meditation on the world as it is. Mm. So you can be special, but you need to be able to make other people feel special. And the next time you talk to a person, think of that walk in the street that you take every day for a month and repeat to yourself, I am special because other people are special. And just this little shift. And when I'm doing this exercise, you're saying I shouldn't be looking into a mirror and the other person should not be my reflection. No, 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 that's a big no, 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 no. That's exactly the opposite okay. of what you're supposed okay. to do. You, you can't, you, okay. you understand why the reflection is kind of a, of you again. Right. Okay. And okay. So then I guess I, I think I, I think I understand what I need to do is kind of create a number of small figures out of clay sculpted mm-hmm. in my likeness and address them as if I was their their god and say, I'm no. special because you are special. And they all look like me. No, 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 no. That's, that's not it at all. I, okay. I feel you don't understand. Ah, I just the... keep missing the mark. I, I, I think it's very simple. Okay. It's just tell to the universe that doesn't look like mm. you, that's just around you, that you are special because others are special, because everything is special. If you make them look like you, then it's kind of the opposite of what I'm saying. You, you see? Please tell me you see that. So you're, you're saying that the people that I surround myself with are mm-hmm. equally or more special to me, and that that is what makes me a special little boy. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's good enough. We'll take it. I'm having I'm having chest pain right now. I know it's a lot. I feel it's a lot to t- This was supposed to be just a little snippet of your of your advice and I'm sweating and I feel like my world's being turned upside down. Oh, oh my, my goodness. God. I've been such a bad person. I need to I need to do more for people. I need to bring food to the food bank and give people more gifts at Christmas that I make myself from straw and burlap sacks. Oh my God, Sam! Yes, you've changed my life today. That 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 was just a, a, a small a small adjustment, very very small, but it really opens up, really your heart. And I'm glad to see you take this journey with me. 
And and what you're saying is that next time I I call my mom on the phone and mm-hmm. at the end of the call she she hangs up like she always does and says, You're my special little boy, I need to say, No, fuck you, everyone's special and and I'm special because they're special. No That's what you're saying? No, 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 uh, we were uh, so close. <laughs> we so were so close. I, I thought I had it, Sam. Oh my goodness. I maybe I'm hopeless. No, you're not hopeless. If- you're not that special that you don't have hope. Everyone has hope. You're not the only person who doesn't have hope. So only people who are actually special don't have hope. We <laughs> all have good. hope. Good to know. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Maybe, maybe I am just a middle child and I'm going to go put on a, a, a Budweiser baseball cap and <sighs> say that that's my personality. Maybe. And if you do, call me back. I uh, next time I see you, I will update you on, on all of this. But you know, for a minute there, you did change my life, Sam, and I and right. I really appreciate that. I'm glad. It's been great to talk to you. Um, I hope you can stick around. I'm sure my other guests have personalities that are either too special or not special enough. Well, I'm too uh, excited. They could probably use some advice. Um, but we do. I do have to introduce my next friend, um, and uh, one of my most secure friendships, and that's a pun. You'll see why. Please welcome to the show my good friend Corey Shortbread. Welcome, Corey. Hey, Stefan. How are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm doing so well. I, you were listening. You saw me get my personality absolutely torn apart and put back together. I am a new man talking to you. That's great. It's great to see. Change is good. Change is always good. You, sir, are a bank vault expert. That's right. Now, for the listeners, they don't know what that is. Uh, They're not as special as the rest of us. Wait, fuck. They're all equally special. What does a bank vault expert do? Well, I provide several services to the banking industry. One, when a new bank is being built, they will consult me as to the type of vault that is necessary to include Mm. in that bank. Two, for banks that already exist, they will consult Mm -hmm. me as to whether or not they need to upgrade, improve, or retrograde their bank vault. Mm -hmm. Oh, just two. It's two That's it. Those are the things. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I thought there might be a third, but there was not a... All right. So you're in... numbered lists, Stefan. Of of course. Regardless uh, of the size of the list. You're an organized man. Uh, You've always been organized. I wouldn't be surprised if this uh, podcast itself was written on a small block in your calendar. It was. I've been planning this for months. I cleared my schedule for a day before and two days afterwards. Thorough. That is some thorough preparation. So, uh, I mean, I have a number of questions about your profession that I guess we've never really talked about before. Uh, I mean, often we would go to the bank and you'd kind of sniff the air and be like, ah, this bank has this type of vault. That's right. I can identify the type of vault uh, by sometimes by the smell in the air, sometimes uh, by the type of grease on the teller's fingers, and sometimes mm. just by the number of people entering and exiting the bank. Wow, you're a real pro. Uh, I guess my first question is: You did mention that some vaults need to be retrograded. That's right. They're they're too strong for the bank. That's right. It's overkill. It's an energy drain and a waste of resources that the bank could be putting into replacing more tellers with automatic telling machines. Uh, oh, and that's something that you would like for tellers to be replaced by. Oh, that's just what banks like to do. I, I'm uh, neither pro nor con that. That's the bank's business. My business you're a neutral, a neutral observer that's of right. practice. Uh, so, I mean, you always have a, a bunch of fun facts about banks and, and, and vaults specifically. I'm curious, what uh, what's your go-to vault right now? Well, the bank that I've been recommending lately to people is the... 2019 
Matsumishi 400 series. Now, any of the oh. 400 series is going to do you well. Specifically, okay. the 401 or the 403 mm. should be in high demand right now. There's a backlog of three months if you choose to order one. Oh, wow. Okay. And it comes with several wonderful features. What kind of features are we talking about? I love features. Give me those features. Well, the things that these vaults do that other companies can't match is their keypads. Now they have a button mm. system that feels second to none. When you press the okay. buttons on that number pad, you know you're talking about quality. This brushed brass with Ooh. rubber bushings. Wow. Excellent engraving quality. They have a Swiss okay. engraver to hand letter each number pad. Wow. So you, you get that haptic feedback. You get the aesthetic, the sight of it. They're engineered to within 0.05 microns. There's nothing that can slip into there short of a human hair. Uh, okay. <laughs> a human hair. And no, I'm assuming no one has ever used a human hair to gain access to it. People have tried. I'm, in fact, that was I spent a summer in Zurich uh, in 1997 trying mm. to use various human hairs to break into bank vaults of all shapes and designs. I only succeeded 3% of the time. Oh, and that's a margin of error that's, uh, that's okay for bank vaults? No, because of my research, uh, that percentage is now 0%. All bank okay. vaults that have been inspected by me and consulted on by me are now human hairproof. So I guess this is probably a big part of your job too, is, is testing the vaults, it seems like. You know what? Crime is always moving, like a river. <laughs> Crime is a river, for and sure. I am the dam that needs to stop oh. it. And so I always have to step, be one step ahead of the mm. criminals, the no-gooders. I mean, we've, we've all seen heist movies. Oh, yeah. So... I would imagine those are all problems you've already foreseen and I, solved. I find them quite entertaining as a child would watch a cartoon. <laughs> okay. So what kind of what kind of techniques are you worried about uh, thieves using in the future? Well, let me tell you about a heist that happened last mm. year in Rio. Please do. Yeah. Two people worked at that bank, mm. were dissatisfied with their pay, decided to disable the cameras. Mm -hmm. forge signatures mm -hmm. and enter the vault by staying in the bathrooms overnight. Now this is this is an old ploy. Yeah. Staying in the bathrooms of a secure building overnight. But it does not sound like anything new is happening. <laughs> well, what was new was that they had engineered replacement tumblers to when the bank vault was opened, the, the metal pieces that keep the bank vault closed. Mm -hmm. They were disassembled from the inside and replaced with uh, cheese. And they had trained a series of rats to eat those tumblers oh my goodness. from the inside of the vault. And wow. when the bank was closed, they simply strolled up to it, opened the vault, and walked out with an army of trained mice and rats behind them. Wow, that. It's incredible. I mean, you, when you think about bank heists, you think technology, you think lasers, you think computers, you think hacking, but no, you wouldn't think of trained mice. Well, let me tell you, there are two ways to break into a bank vault. One okay. is physical. That is mm -hmm. the hacking, the lasers, the, yes. the vice grips and whatnot. Yes. But the second is social engineering. Mm. And that involves the psychological, befriending the bank manager, pretending and forging the credentials of a bank vault inspector. Mm. These are various ways to use social engineering to gain the trust of people who work in a bank, who are entrusted with the security. Sometimes it takes as little as a clipboard and a brisk pace to mm. enter a bank vault, as though you look like you know what you're doing. And before you know it, 
you look like you're getting away with everyone's valuables. Everyone's money. Well, first of all, thank you for telling me how many items were on that list before <laughs> proceeding with the list. You're welcome. That, that made a lot, a lot of sense and made things a lot smoother here. Uh, so, I mean, you, you saw this heist with the cheese. And what did you introduce to defend against this? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, oh, thank you. Personally, uh, one, we've uh, seri- we've introduced a series of cats. Oh, okay, cats. As a simple uh, temporary measure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we're looking to in the future are doorless bank vaults. Simply removing the door entirely from the bank vault. It makes people wonder, and we've run these tests, it makes people wonder... Why is there no door on this bank vault? Mm, and, and now this is social engineering. This is. We have to work on the human mind more than mm. the technical security. And so if you have a bank vault with the door open, or in fact, no door whatsoever, people immediately second guess themselves before entering that bank vault. They wonder, if there's no door, what's the trap? What's the catch? Mm. And they don't even yeah. go in in the first place. Sometimes it's the danger we can't see that is the most dangerous. And that's what's on my business card. Um, and so are you Are you like our first guest in that you hand your business card out randomly on the street? <laughs> uh, in fact, it's actually quite difficult to get my business card. The fewer people that know I'm a bank vault expert, mm. the better it is. I was hesitant to come on this uh, show and uh, reveal several secrets. But uh, the good news is I'm actually uh, retiring. Oh, congratulations. It's a very lucrative field, and I've uh, stocked away enough uh, to set myself up on a tiny island in the Azores. Oh, well, I, I, I mean, you're not what I would call an older gentleman. You're, you're no, very young. No, uh, I've, uh, let's just say several banks are quite happy with the work I've done. But you're such a busybody. You're, you're always on the go. Are you going to be able to handle it? You know, I've given myself three tasks uh, in this ah, retirement. okay. One, to do a lot of fishing. Okay. Two, to enjoy, learn to enjoy the taste of fish. Okay. Three, build my own home. That's, those are good tasks. I've got an empty, an empty island. It has no home on it. Mm. So I will only use the resources I find there to build my home. And there's no food. There's just the fish. Just the fish, the fish in nature. And, and if someone were to say, I don't know, uh, was it the Bank of Geneva would come to the island and they would say, we have, we have one last job, you wouldn't be tempted. Well, the Bank of Geneva is a, one of the clients I've never been able to land. Mm. It'd be very tempting. The Bank of Geneva, wow, that would be, that would be an honor if they asked me. They've only worked well, with the best bank vault experts. The legendary Zuri Karama. Zuri Karema, Saeed Iliam, yeah, and Mark Crawford. Well, those are those are three of the best through the history. I like I look up to them. They, I've I've okay. had the honor to meet only two of them. The third hasn't been seen since 1945. Well, I, I've heard and you've told me before that some say he is deep undercover testing a vault. Uh, some say he is a bank vault somewhere. Yes somehow turned himself into the world's greatest living bank vault. Wow. That, that's Great. an aspiration that is beyond even my skill. Are there more than one living bank vault in the world? And he's the greatest, or is he the only and greatest? There are three people who are treated as living bank vaults. They store USB keys for governments, secret service agencies, and very wealthy clientele. 
to make a withdrawal, you have to kill them. Oh my goodness. It's not anybody who can do this. And is this the, the pinnacle of a bank vault expert's career? Yes. I mean, there is no higher honor than being killed at a bank withdrawal. So I feel like a lot of people are killed. Never mind. That's a dark path to go down. Um, so if, if Bank of Geneva came to you and they said, we want you to become our, our human vault, well, I would, would you come out of retirement? I would consider it, but I would have to consult with my several cats that I've adopted since training them to thwart bank thieves. Oh, you have several cats too, and I, obviously I need to know their names. Well, I have four cats. Four cats, okay. One of them is Calculator. Mm-hmm. One of them is Tram. Okay. One of them is Railway Engineer number three. <laughs> All right. And one of them is Brickhouse McPherson. Brickhouse McPherson. Those are wonderful names. Uh, unique to well, the I mean, I call them the short, the longer names I call Bricky and NG. Yeah, and these are these are your cats and also, it seems like, employees of yours that help you defend it. Well, I mean, I pay them in fish that I catch. Well, they're, I hope they're moving with you because you're about to have all the fish you could desire. They are very excited. I've shown them a picture and they meow quite loudly. Oh, well, that's wonderful to hear. Did I, was that a cat? That, yeah, that was a cat. That was one of my cats. Oh, okay. Uh, wow, nice of him to know when to when to uh, chirp up. Well, I wish you all the best of luck in your retirement. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and, and if Bank of Geneva does come a call in, I hope you consider the the benefits versus the cons of of working with them. I will, I will. Because I don't want someone to kill you as a as a human. Well, I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you. Coming here and publicly disclosing my identity is probably going to be a big strike against that. Yeah, well, you shouldn't have used your real name, Corey Shortbread. I, uh, I, in retrospect, that may have been an error. Yeah, well, it's too late to do anything now. Uh, the show's not live, but I do zero editing, so great. Uh, I respect you for that. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm punctual. That's what we learned from uh, from uh, what the what's what, oh my god, Oh my goodness. I, you know, all of these shows blur together and I forget who's on. Thank you, Sam St. Pierre. Uh, Sam St. Pierre, is uh, Bank Vault a personality? I was just about to say, uh, Bank Vault is absolutely a personality. It's one of the top five personalities okay. that people pay for and as well oh. as people want to uh, be thieves. So they uh, just tell me basically what kind of bank they want to rob and I... Uh, and I tell them what personality would be uh, granted access. It's very expensive. Wow. Okay. That's. I didn't realize it was such a desirable th- thing to be a bank vault. Oh, it's it's uh, it's true. And then as 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 thiever, uh, the nobility of a profession uh, is sometimes dictated by the nobility of its opposition. Mm. Mm. Wow. Like uh, knights and dragons. Exactly. I guess kings and and evil uh, grand viziers, what have you. Uh, well, it's been great to talk to you, Corey. I'm sorry that we gave out your real name. That's to okay. The world. Uh, this show has hundreds of thousands of listeners, so it's only reasonable that you would do so. Enjoy your retirement. Uh, please stick around. I'm sure there will be more bank vault questions as we move along. But uh, time to introduce my final friend of the episode. Uh, she's gonna sell me some shit. I know she will. <laughs> she always does. Please welcome to the show, Carla Caporelli. Carla. 
Hello, Stefan. It's been like a dog's age. It has seven, what, seven years? Seven years since I've seen you. One year of dog age, seven years. Wait, how does that work? My God. I don't remember. Seven human years is one dog year. So it's been like seven times uh, seven if you want to go for dog years. Yeah, it's been been what dog year. Carla, you are a car saleswoman. I am so How's business? You know, it's going real good. Mm-hmm. As you know, I own my own business, Caparelli Cause. Yeah. And we've opened many franchises actually across Canada uh-huh. and the US. Oh, and we're doing real well, Stefan. Okay. Real well. Caparelli Cars. Yes. It has a ring to it. I love it. Oh, that. thank you. Thank you. And as you know, safety is our top priority for all of mm-hmm. our clients. We sell new and used vehicles. The okay. used ones are for the folks that believe that they don't make them like they used to. So we carry okay. the used tos for those types of folks, you know, like right. uh, the uh, 79 Cadillac Coupe de Ville, the 72 Imperial LeBaron, mm-hmm. you know, or the Chevy Monte Carlo from 77. Very nice. Classic, safe, oh, yeah. boat-like vehicles. It definitely. Large, large and proud and very mm-hmm. safe. Very safe. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of them uh, don't even have side airbags. So, well, we we do some tinkering stuff on. You know, uh, well, I like to say, if you buy, you won't die. That's how good our cars oh, are. That's right. You're not gonna you're not gonna die in a Caparelli car. I mean, you might get in a crash. The front and back may crumple like paper dolls, but that middle section behind the wheel, it's like good as gold. It's like your own personal little bunker. World War Three could happen, and you'd be just fine in there. Safe as a clam. Wow. And this is your guarantee oh, yeah. to, oh, yeah. to clients. We test, uh, I personally test all the cars. Let me tell you, it's been quite a trip. Quite a trip. <laughs> you, you personally test getting all the cars into accidents? Oh, yeah. It's very important. I, I can't tell you how important it is to stand behind my product. And I really believe that I personally need to know the truth behind what I'm selling. And so that's partly why I'm so... Uh, successful is because these fellas know, these fellas know that uh, there's nothing I won't do to guarantee the safety of them and their families when they get behind a Caparelli car. Mm. Now, I do know that uh, locally you have the record with the fire department for most survived car accidents. I do. I do. It's uh, 67.5 because one of them technically was a Havsey. And, um, but all of them, I, I let them know in advance, you know, just like Mm -hmm. uh, a film crew who's going to be shooting the scene. Um, I let the police know ahead of time, you know, I'm going to be on route 187. I'm going to be, you know, plowing into that old elm tree once again, you know, the fire department's around. Um, so, you know, I let them know and they're happy about that, you know, and guess who's buying cars for me, the police department, the fire department. Thank you very much. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I did, I, you did invite me one time, uh, seven years ago, last time we saw each other to, uh, to the filming of your local commercial. That's right. That's right. Uh, that, now I have let people, um, also film some of my testings, just so you know, you may have mm-hmm. seen some of them go viral. But um, yes, the latest commercial is actually in one of my favorite cars, Stefan. It's oh. one of our new ones. Okay. It's the Maserati Quadraporte. Yes. Wow, classic. Yes, it's got a confident and established and timeless face. They can of easily course. hide in the shadows, but it's also got a bit of a 
overbearing, looming presence, kinds of like the Grim Reaper. Wow, and that's uh, and you yeah. smashed it right into that elm tree. I did, and I was safe as a kitten in there. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. And I watching. sold seventy-seven that night as soon as the commercial aired. Wow. Yes. And you know, it's, I like to say it's the perfect card ahead to your best friend's 65th birthday party to show him mm. up because mm. this is a flashy car and it yeah. also says you mean business, you know? Yeah. The Maserati definitely provokes jealousy yes. amongst a certain age demographic. Yes. Um, one thing that has always struck me is the the poetic way that you talk about cars. I mean, talking oh, about the Maserati with its confident face and its death-like characteristics. I mean, it's a work of art, Stefan. It really is. And I thank you for saying that my words are like poetry when I speak of cars. Because really, I don't think there's anything more beautiful in the world. You know, I'd rather be around a heap of metal than any sort of meadow and a flower in a field. I mean, yeah. the lines on these cars, the history of some of these used tos that I've gotten from some of the old mm. films, you know, and... Uh, we soup them up too. You know, some of these cars come to us and they aren't as safe as you'd think. We put on special metal, bulletproof glass, unslashable tires. I mean, you'd have to get oh, wow. a freaking chainsaw to get through these suckers, you know. Uh, yeah, there's no way the elm tree is going to beat that. No. So they, maybe they sure. are a work of art once I get through with them. Now, obviously, the Maserati, the bulletproof glass, uh, the other souped up natures, it's not, it's not something I can afford. No. Uh, so when I when I'm coming to you, I'm looking for a more humble. Oh, I've got the perfect car for you, Stefan. Okay. I've been trying to push it on you. I tried to push it on you seven years ago. I'm going to push it on you now. It's the Chrysler 300. Uh, okay, Chrysler yeah, 300. Okay. It's a great starter car. It's got has all the same a luxury luxury American luxury feel as all the big fellas, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that people love. But it's a little less flashy, so you can go places unnoticed. You know, if you have a job mm -hmm. you need to do and you don't want people to see you coming because you don't want them to run when you show up, this is the car for you. You're going to blend in this car. It's it's the perfect car to head to the Ritz Carlton to carry out a secret affair. You know, no one's oh, going to oh. notice. Don't, don't blow up my spot. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not saying that's you, but it's it's a, it's a definitely a selling feature for a lot of my clients. They don't want to be huh. seen, you know. Now, I mean, he's talking about this car and how uh, undercover it is. It, uh, it makes me want to want to ask Corey, is, is this a car that bank thieves drive? I mean, if you've got a car like that, then you can go, just drive into any bank. And take what you want. Oh, that's that's all. That's correct, yeah. Corey. You, that's so correct. And you know, you may be familiar with some of my top clients, Corey. Um, am I oh. saying your name right? Yes, yes, Corey. Corey. Yes, <laughs> just that's making sure. Corey Short, Corey Short so, is his Corey full Shortbread. real name. That's some right. of my clients you may be familiar with Tommy sure. Twizzlers. Oh, I know Tommy. Nate, <laughs> Nate the Nose, Bobby yes. Dumbo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very. I don't ask questions, but I know they may get into trouble. From that. They they don't ask questions, but they always have an answer. Oh, I, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they do. You know, wow, what a small world it is. It is. It's a small world. You know, I don't want to judge my clients because they pay good money for their cars, but you know, that's part of the reason why I got into the safety business because I, you know, sold to some of these big fellas. They kept recommending me with all these high demands of what they needed. You know. And, you know, that's the whole reason I brought in the Lincoln Navigator, because it's roomy and you can comfortably sit, seat a crew mm. of seven, 
you know, and the, the trunk is very roomy. You can fit like 10 bodies in there, you know, no oh, judgment. Wow. It's a high tow capacity. Multiple bags of cement can get carried. It's the perfect car to carpool to your niece's christening on your way to another job. Wow. Yeah. What, a, what a pitch. Well, no, no wonder all these, these, these uh, criminals are buying from you. Like I said, Stefan, I don't judge. And um, thanks to them, a lot of them, I am the successful saleswoman I am today, you know? Wow. Uh, what kind of what kind of car would you recommend for Corey as someone who fights against these? Cars? Oh, Corey, definitely the Mercedes S-Class because it's literally a tank on wheels. It offers like the it. highest level of protection. No machine gun ambush or bioweapons attack is going to shake it. And it's the perfect vehicle to head to your daughter's wedding in. No one can hurt you in this one, let me tell you. I'm interested. Well, and, and could you perhaps break into it with a human hair? You know, I don't think... You could, but I was very intrigued, Corey, when I heard you speaking of this, and I thought, I've got to get my hands on one of these business cards of yours, Corey, because this is a whole other level that I think my clients would be very interested in, is that no human hair could pick the locks of these, and that's definitely a road I have not explored. I've uh, started several cars using only my own human hair. I mean, wow, that's impressive. And Thank you. I'd like to, we'll definitely be we'll talking. Talk. We'll talk. We'll yeah. take this conversation offline. Do you have hair that's not human, Corey? I carry a, a file uh, <laughs> that has the contents of several species of hair oh, and several bird feathers. Oh, uh, I guess that's all part of the job. It's just, just staying one step ahead of the river of crime. And that's what you got to do, one step ahead, which is why I'm always always on the market trying to see what's the latest and this human hair thing seems to be all the rage right now it's new mm -hmm. to me so i gotta get on that and now carla if we're if we're all so in our fleet of cars i'm driving this uh the chevy 300 the oh, chrysler, 300. chrysler 300 that that's what uh, i would recommend stefan and uh cory will be driving the mercedes s3 yes yeah. class. class oh yes definitely and uh i'm curious what you would recommend for oh no <laughs> sam, sam. My good friend, sam. you know I, I would give her the lincoln navigator that i talked to you about i mean again there's so much space in there so much wow. room and i feel like you know trying to get different clients it could be helpful that they could get in the car Mm -hmm. They could drive around. She could pick up different clients. Um, you could carpool, you know. Um, I just think it's a good car for that. It's a business car. It's a car that says, I've got a business. Do you want to hop in and do business with me? Because it's like a little office in here. Wow. This is perfect for me. I, I think I'm going to send you people. Because a lot of your personality can be shown through oh. the car. Uh, wonderful you... and like i said we've got we've got oldies as well so uh we cater to all all sorts of folks Amazing. i definitely think the uh the old men who are buying that maserati are are showing personality mm -hmm. oh I, I you better believe that stefan you better believe that all right so to recap chrysler 300 mercedes mercedes s-class lincoln navigator and i i gotta know carla what are you driving these days i Myself went for the king of cars. I went for the old Maserati Quadroporte. You mm -hmm. went for the I Maserati! Did. I, did. I want people to see me coming. I want them to say this is a classy gal. I also mm -hmm. want to put a little bit of fear into people because mm -hmm. it's a little bit of a scary car because it's big. It's, but I've got a bit of that kind of personality as well. So, Are you driving the, the one that you crashed into the elm tree? I am. 
And that's part of my pitch is this is the one that crashed and look, it looks good as new. We recranked out the front mm -hmm. and the back. And um, it just goes to show people that, you know, A, when you buy, you don't die. B, mm -hmm. when you buy, if you get in a crash and you will survive, your car's going to survive because guess what? Bring it back to me. And for the right amount of dollars, I'm going to make it brand new again. So, you you know, you buy from me, you're never going to have to buy again. Wow. This, uh, you, you've, you've started talking and you sold the whole time. Just you know, feel like I'm watching Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross all over I again. Stefan. But I do have a life outside of my cause, just so you know. Oh, what do you, I don't know about this. What kind of hobbies are you into? Well, I, I mean, I do live at the car dealership. I'm not going to lie. Right, um, I do like to make small model cars, little okay. tiny ones. And I do yeah. like to sell those um, on eBay. Um, well, <laughs> but to me, selling the small cars is very different than selling, selling very, the larger cars. Very different. And, but let me tell you, you can throw these little model cars off a cliff and they will not break, Stefan. <laughs> you can even put a tiny little little toy inside and that little toy is going to be good as gold in there. So your, your outside interests from selling cars are living in the car dealership and making model cars and selling them. That's correct. Which I love. It's perfect. It's great to have hobbies. Sam will, will attest to that, that the hobbies make the person. Agreed. Well, Carla, great to talk to you, as always. Pleasure. I'll be in, sh I'll be in shortly to, to pick up that Chrysler 300. Oh, and I'll give you a sweet deal. Oh, that, that's always nice All of you, you, all of you. Come to Caparelli Cars down by the river, and I'll give you a deal. Oh, I just—I already ordered my Mercedes online as as you were oh, talking. Oh, beautiful, wonderful. All right, well, Sam, you and I can go pick up our cars together. Yeah, and, uh, and then the four of us, we can take a drive. Oh, yes. We can hit the road, drive to the island in the Azores, and eat some fish. Oh, you, that sounds good. You'd be welcome to get there if you can find where it is. <laughs> oh shit! Secret. It's a secret lair. Um, I forgot that part. All right. Well, I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life to finding that island in the Azores, uh, and uh, and I'll see you there. Well, thank you so much to Sam and uh, fuck. I'm having a hard time with names today. <laughs> Sam, Carla, and Corey for being on the show. Oh, it's a good thing I have a notebook. Um, <laughs> great to talk to all of you. Next time I'll do better at <laughs> remembering what you're called. And Corey Shortbread, I promise I won't give your real name out ever again. Thank you. Uh, in any future situation. Uh, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after that. Hey, I'm October Jones. Hi, and this I'm is Fish with Legs. I'm a fish with legs. Fish. I'm the elemental creature of water. And I'm here to tell you about my podcast called October Jones and Fish with Legs. Starring me and my best friend, <laughs> October Jones. Nailed it. October and Fish is a fictional series that follows me and Fish with Legs as we try to stop an evil two-headed snake from releasing a terrible monster. And make friends, and go on adventures, and get captured a lot, and escape a lot, and encounter racism. And what? And learn very special lessons every third episode. I have not learned a single lesson. Yes, you did. We learned about being friends, and authoritarianism, and colonialism, and how to defeat a giant crab. Authoritarianism? They're in authority for a reason, Fish With Legs. If everyone followed the rules set in place by the human government, then there wouldn't Wait be- for adults and kids. <laughs> New episodes on Mondays. You can find it wherever you find podcasts, and of course, on the Upford website. Okay, that's it. Bye! Hey. 
Uh, Monica, have you ever uh, you've had a job as a salesperson? <laughs> no, I haven't. But a friend of mine is a is a car salesman. I haven't oh, seen wow. him in years, but yeah. <laughs> is oh, and is that how he acted? <laughs> no, I don't know. I just you know because <laughs> it seems ex- exhausting. <laughs> this is that's Carla loves to just talk cars, so you know. Uh, I mean, you do seem to know a lot about cars. Well, I did a little research. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so if I had asked you for one more model of car, would you have? I, I would have made something up, but oh, I wanted to make sure I had some real sounding cars. So. Mm, yeah, well, I, as far as I know, those were all real, if not just real sounding. Yeah. Oh, really great. I, I love the idea of the car dealership. You identify it by saying it's by the river. <laughs> yeah. It's like not on a street. It's just you go to the river. <laughs> right? like any the river, there. any river. There's going to be a Caparelli car dealership for oh, sure. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, Vinny, bank vaults. I said uh, I spoiled this question to you in the and when we talked before the show. You ever been in one? <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, I mean, I've been in. So I've been in those like security box vaults, but never like. One of those like movie oh, like, vaults yeah. where you, yeah. I don't know if those even exist. Like I just imagine they're all security box vaults. Yeah, I feel like a lot of vaults are now like trendy bars or venues. <laughs> sure, yeah. Like I've definitely been to places where like welcome to the bar, and if you wish, you could sit in the vault area, which used to be a vault mm-hmm. or whatever, <laughs> and then they serve you a fifteen dollar drink. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never, I've never had one of those security boxes. Uh, but I have been with people who had to access them, and uh, oh, and they let wow. you come. In. And they let me come in with them, and, and I get to see. Wow. They usually cool. just have jewelry or passports or mm. well, various uh, little items to keep in a box. And you, you correct me if I'm wrong. You're an engineer by training. Uh, I have a science background, and I have worked in engineering jobs. Yeah. What What kind of engineering? I have a master's degree in physics. Oh, okay. So not at all related to what would be the engineering for bank vaults. I guess that would be electrical. Uh, yeah, some electrical and just mechanical engineering. I guess mechanical. All right, no, no further questions. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't the right kind of science for me. <laughs> oh man, I loved physics until I got to university, and then I was like, "This gets really hard." <laughs> it does. Yeah, it scales pretty quick. I was uh, I was just telling my girlfriend the other day that I got caught for plagiarism in my physics. <laughs> wow, what were you? What did you copy? Uh, well, so we went into the class, it was me and my buddy, and uh, I copied his conclusion. Oh. And uh, they handed back all the labs, and we didn't get ours back. We were like, what is happening? And then the TA came over, and she was like, hey, guys, we, uh, we noticed you, a lot of similarities between your conclusions. And uh, this is very serious. This is, this is plagiarism. And you could get into a lot of trouble for this. But uh, what we're going to do here is just not give you marks for the conclusion. Hmm. And uh, the conclusion was only worth 10 points. And so I think we still got like 85%. <laughs> wow. It did wow. not teach me any lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a TA uh, during my grad. Mm. Uh, and whenever I caught people, I only like supervised the labs, which were worth like 10%. Uh, yeah. And whenever I caught people uh, copying off each other, I just divide. I give them the same grade and then divide it by two. Whoa. Oh, okay. So I guess it was pretty standard physics practice, yeah. what uh, yeah. what they did to me. Good to know. Well, another reason I'm not special. <laughs> uh, Laura. Yes. This seems like a profession maybe you do in your spare time. Uh, 
by just kind of uh, judging people's personalities. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I can relate. Uh, I was, uh, I, I'm still, I'm mm. looking for a personality. I feel like you're supposed to make that choice early on and stick to it, <laughs> but I haven't. So, but it's true that I have you tried a hat. Try. I have not yeah. tried a hat. And you know what? Maybe that's the key. Maybe uh, I'm looking at it. That's the missing element. Yes. I love that. I mean, I do know that you drank Hennessy. I do drink. I drank Hennessy (laughs) once in front of, (laughs) in front of Stefan and Dale. And they, they will never let me uh, (laughs) escape that. But I do. Uh, Honestly, that has defined, (laughs) it's it's defined your personality. I mean, I did walk in the theater with a bottle of Hennessy from my house, but it's only because I live across and I don't, I didn't want to pay for beer. That was just what it was. Class. No, I, I get it. Yeah, to to confidently stroll in somewhere with a bottle of Hennessy. Yeah. I guess that is that's a, a bold move. That's a personality. <laughs> yeah, that's a strong choice. Yeah. This is someone it. to be admired and feared. <laughs> oh, so then thing. you drive a Maserati, FYI, to be admired and feared. Yeah. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> uh, does anyone here own a car? I own I a can't car. Can't drive. Okay. Yeah. Jenny, what kind of car do you own? I own a Mazda CX-5. Nice family Ooh. car to get everyone around. Nice. Monica, does that check out? Yes. 100 <laughs> okay. 100%. And I have a Toyota Venza. Does that check out? Um, it's all right. Oh, <laughs> shit. All right, I got to I got to trade it in. Oh man, it's it's come to the time of the show where we talk about what we have going on. Uh, a lot of people don't have anything going on, but uh, mm-hmm. if you uh, don't have like a show or anything to plug, feel free to talk about a movie that you've liked or a book you've read or or anything like that. Uh, we did 45, 55 minutes of my time, and now you each get thirty seconds <laughs> to do your time. Uh, let's start with Laura. Do you have anything that you would like to plug or talk about? Or, or uh, I would like to plug uh, unplugging for uh, for some time for people. I know it's hard, but uh, from time to time, take a break from the internet. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good advice. Uh, as someone who stares at a screen all day, <laughs> I can absolutely get on board with that. Uh, I feel like my eyes are slowly dying. <laughs> And they are. Uh, great. Awesome. Super. They are. Great. Uh, super good plug. Uh, Vinny, uh, I'm ambushing while, you, while you're drinking from a water bottle, but uh, you have anything to talk about? Uh, yeah. So I started an online yeah. school called Improv College, uh, improvcollege.ca. Um, yeah. And uh, I, yeah, we've been teaching a bunch of classes uh, and I've got one that I'm really excited about called uh, Do Scenes, Get Notes, where you just mm-hmm. do some scenes and get notes from four amazing teachers uh, from all over North America, uh, a different teacher each week. And uh, that's really fun. And then we also do shows on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash improv college. Uh, and we have one coming up uh, every other Friday. So uh, I guess the next one after the show airs would be November Friday, November twentieth at eight PM Eastern. All right, nice. awesome. We've had some uh, performers from those shows on here in the past. Anthony and Sehar were on the last episode, two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully, all listeners check out that version of the backdrop and check out the one on November twentieth. Uh, did you say Improv College? I think you yeah, improvcollege.ca. You did. Okay, great. And when is the end of registration for that? Uh, uh, that class notes? starts, uh, I believe, November the 11th. Uh, yes, it does. So Ah, Remembrance Day. <laughs> oh, no, November uh, 9th. I'm sorry, November 9th. November 9th. Oh, so the day this comes out. So if you listen to this when it comes out at 2 a.m. on November 9th. <laughs> you have that day still... to register until 7 p.m. <laughs> yeah, if there's still room in the class, you have this day to register. 
Uh, great. Awesome. Anything else? Uh, that's it. I, I also recommend unplugging and going outside. Awesome. Yeah. Good recommendations. Except plug back in for improv. Yes, knowledge. definitely. <laughs> Obviously. Monica! Hey, hey. What do you got? I, I think today I'll plug my Etsy shop. Ooh, okay. So I've, in, during COVID, been doing a lot of art, and I decided to create greeting cards with my art on it. So I've created little packs of, I think, five, um, some with all the same art, some as a mixed variety. And with Christmas coming up, it's a great stocking stuffer or gift, and it's uh, artwork to support an artist, me. And the, uh, the booth is Moni Design Boutique. And that's on Etsy. So moneydesignboutique.etsy.com. Money mm-hmm. um, is an M-O-N-I or yeah. M-O-N-Y? M-O-N-I. I, yes. okay. Like your name. Yeah. Great. I mean, for those who don't know, Monica is a very talented artist. Mm-hmm. I have uh, been to her apartment before and was confronted by one large painting after another. And I would be like, whoa, look at this. Who did this? And she's like, me. I did that. <laughs> Very humble, very talented. Uh, check you. out the Etsy so nice. uh, boutique. Um, for the listeners who don't know, I record all of the guests and uh, characters on my website, somegoodfriends.com, uh, and all of these links can be found there when uh, performers plug links. So if you forget this, go to somegoodfriends.com and you can find it there. And uh, that's all for the show. Uh, thank you very much, Vinny. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Monica. Those names I remembered, no problem. <laughs> uh, really appreciate you being on the show. And uh, that's all for some good friends for another week. I will see you next time. Bye. Those were friends, good friends of mine.